Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? Welcome to another episode of It's Dem Damn Enchiladas, the podcast, where we mostly talk about horror movies with a splash of video games, television, comic books, and beer. I am Carlos Rivera, and today my two quarantined co-hosts, teammates, Adam Griffin and Mark Warren. You can follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine, handles in the show notes, and the show at It's Dem Damn, and on Instagram at It's Dem Damn Enchiladas Podcast. Welcome to day seventy-five of the quarantine, fellas. I, I got no idea what's 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 going on anymore. Yeah, more like week <laughs> seventy-five. <laughs> it, yeah, it's um. So we talked about at the end of March. How I felt like well, I talked about how I felt like we were in the middle of something. No. No, this is just beginning, and <laughs> it, it uh, it gets uh. It's it's one of the worst Groundhog Days <laughs> I've ever felt. It's one of the worst halfway to Halloween's ever. <laughs> that the truth. Considering it's the first official halfway Halloween, and it's the worst. It could like only go up from here, right? Listen, there was locusts in Africa. Oh shit. That's that's like that's like apocalyptic stuff. And I'm not ready, you know. I'm not well, ready for the apocalypse. Yeah, I mean that's that's all. Yeah, like zombie <laughs> apocalypse, maybe no. the actual apocalypse. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. I mean, I should have been ready when Trump got you know inaugurated, but I I I, I tend to go by the uh, the advice that if you know that such an apocalypse exists, you try not to steer yourself into it, but. Damn it, I don't think everybody else got that memo, so, uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> because if you keep calling it an apocalypse, and guess what? You're going to be in an apocalypse, so, um, yeah. Is that like saying Candyman five times? Yeah. Well, you can say Candyman five times. You just can't say it in a mirror or any device that's looking back at you. That's when you get screwed up. He'll show up six feet in the distance in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> like how does he how does he disinfect that hook oh he does it he trifling all mean, the bees you see them you know that's some shit like like back off dude like you got six feet but like ew that shit's disgusting nah Candyman don't care his name is Candyman obviously there's no boundaries there well, the six feet boundary, that's about it. He don't care. Well, I mean, he's got a wings, fam, but still, he's still got to cross that distance. That's also true. We 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 have made it into April, though, which is nice that March ended, because March was literally the longest month in my 40 years on this planet. 
Yeah, it was up there. And that's the thing, like the 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 whole quarantine thing really didn't start to like mm, till right around your birthday. Shocking. You turn forty, and all of a sudden the whole world's quarantined. Great. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, I uh, rang in year forty sitting here, <laughs> just like this. Watch the TV. Oh, can't go anywhere. <laughs> Now that you can't go anywhere, you want to go somewhere. You're like, ah. Oh. But, you know, I, I planned around that. Couldn't plan this year. Still sitting there. Mm-hmm. Still sitting here talking talking smack. Just yelling about stuff and, and things that make no sense. But I'm not going to start there this, oh, no. this week. Oh, no? Where are you going to start? I'm going to start with the fact that uh, John Carver is going to have a new music release soon. Uh, featuring unreleased musical cues from The Thing. That's correct. Uh, Waxword Records put up uh, two different vinyl releases. He has a complete score from Monero Morricone, and then the lost cues that uh, John Carpenter ended up recreating with Cody Carpenter, his son, and Daniel Davis. So, I'm excited. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good start to things. I think because I, I always thought like and I didn't uh, realize it but he's consistently put out new music every year and we ended up getting new Halloween music last year so you know we're going to have the score to that come out and then this and then Halloween ends the score for that next year so I'm excited more music the better yeah I'll take these uh, these sudden surprise music drops that people are doing Oh yeah. Hey man, they've got they they're listening to the to the the plight of the people, of the common man, which is us. We are the common man. Well, you know who didn't listen to our plight concerning comic books. This has been a professional segue. Uh, remember that time we were talking about Comics Hub and how they were they're planning on creating a buffer for the distribution program since Diamond suspended all the distribution and how they're going to open up that program up to uh, retailers fully so they can offer digital books uh, and then once distribution started up again customers will get the print books going well that ain't happening Uh, plans for that fell through so we're now on week two of uh, no new comic books in print Uh, Marvel says an announcement when they're going to resume uh, digital plans. DC's still working on something, but nothing's kind of concrete. And um, uh, Tom McFarland saying, you know, you know, he who created Spawn has uh, been saying that, you know, he is open to do Spawn and Spider-Man as a crossover if it helps the industry, because he's really honest saying that, you know, that, that the companies have, have got to do something to, to kind of save the print side of things well personally i just i don't want to see and this is just us we can we can open this up for discussion but um i don't want to see like just a series of crossovers i want to see a shared universe full-on shared universe between at least marvel and dc for three to five years to help solidify and uh bolster all, all, all the, the, the hits that uh, the print side of things have taken. A cooperative, collaborative shared universe. No algamated characters, no Dark Claw, none of that shit. 
we have you know Marvel characters, DC characters, image characters. You know whoever wants in, you have an entire planet and an entire cosmos to have these characters interact for a limited time. You make it a three to five year publishing endeavor, like legit, like go at it, like it's a real project. And that's I, I think how you really end up coming together and uh, providing a new backbone for things. Yeah, crossovers are neat, but they're still kind of limited in scope as far as who they serve and who they, uh, who gets, uh, who it's both marketed to and who bolsters their profile by participating. So just open that bad boy up. What are, you, what are, you, what are y'all's thoughts? Listen. <laughs> you, you, man, um, you have you have high hopes for the industry. You have big dreams. You have big you, ideas. You do understand that in the world we live in today, you have to have high hopes. <laughs> high hopes. What's that you, you yeah. have got to aim higher than anybody else because anybody else <laughs> going to do this kind of stuff. I. It's it's a wonderful thought. Um, if, and then you know what? In all actuality, probably would save the industry. But I can't foresee the two companies doing it. Uh, you know, it's there's always going to be no one wants to do a 50-50 split. Someone's going to want more money, and it's 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 a great idea. But it may need more than that to bring back the media after what's going down right now. I'm, I'm I was so upset. I keep getting my email every week saying, "Here are your upcoming issues." And they keep saying the same issues every week, <laughs> and, there, and there's nothing in my inbox. It's so sad. Uh, but, so, so I have two questions. Sure. Um, so right now, what are all the artists and stuff doing? Are they continuing to work from home and produce new content, or is everything on a freeze for them? Uh, some companies have announced pencils down. Okay. Like I, IDW has, has said, you know, put your pencils down. There's 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 nothing here. Image has laid off a couple of people, um, you know, but most of their stuff is creative, creator owned, so they can keep working because they own that stuff. Marvel and DC haven't really announced if uh, people have stopped working openly, but they haven't rescheduled any anything as of yet. So, but I know like Boom, Boom Studios, and, and IDW have both their pencils down, hold off, because they they are working, you know, under different conditions than, you know, companies in, uh, that are under you know WB and Disney are. So, okay, yeah, I was just I was wondering about you know if there's a a backlog, you know, stack of books just you know building up during all this or yeah. or what was happening there, but. I mean, I think a little bit, maybe to Carlos's point, probably the movies are the thing that make the most money for them at this point, right? Yeah. So anything that they do would probably ultimately, whether good or bad, probably be influenced by whether they thought they could do that, you know, ultimately take it to the movies, which I don't know, you know, the right stuff gets so stupid. You know, they can't even have all Marvel characters in movies together up until last year. Yeah, and you know, who knows how long we're gonna 
it's going to be until they can they feel like they they're ready to do that too so i mean i like the idea i just don't know it it, it, this feels to me more like this is like a lot of other industries it's it's bringing to the forefront big problems in certain industries and like the comic book industry was already you know not on fire necessarily i don't i don't know i mean i hope i think probably like i I know it's been discussed, but like probably comic book shops and stuff are the ones that are going to take the biggest hit from all of this because how many of them are just going to go away? The industry could always position to deliver in a different way. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of uh, some comic book shops have have closed and they they're they're not going to reopen. So we've already mm-hmm. lost some stuff here. Like I know my local shop, uh, Third Eye Comics has started doing home delivery and uh, has virtual shoppers that will you know go through live and pick your books and oh well what they have since there are no new books and then either mail them to you or deliver them you know right to your door like within like a three hour radius or something like that so I mean but they've been they really they were like out with plans that night like as soon as Diamond said, "Yeah, we're we're not we're not shipping out new books," they had they had plans going up automatically. So, uh, but but some shops aren't, you know, they're they're just not going to open again. Yeah. So. And and some uh, there there are auctions happening through the industry, and and some companies have given you know a couple million dollars to like a a fund to help bolster some shops. But I mean, you know, still it's that's not going to that's not going to be a, that's not going to help in the long run because you know stuff with small businesses aren't coming through for, for some people like there are some companies some small companies said that well you know the day that the loan was available they went to their bank and all the slots for loans were taken up like that mm-hmm. day it's like you know so it's it's all very just mind boggling as to how quickly that turned the year of reckoning yeah to, to go back to like I guess the brighter side of your idea um, didn't Marvel and DC do some kind of crossover in the past yeah they've done a series of them through uh, late 70s early 80s and then again in the 90s and then uh, there was the big the last one was uh, JLA Avengers in early 2000s so do okay. I is it here yeah that's right there so <laughs> What's, uh, what was the brief kind of like um, what, what was the approach there it was all rosters of both teams found themselves switch, switching places up against the third party so mm-hmm. it just kind of went through histories and, and had some interactions and everything and they both went their separate ways I think there have been allusions to it off the cuff in, in modern continuity or whatever counts as modern continuity now since you know that that varies depending on the definition, but and that was the last one. So, okay. I'm sure they'll. Oh, I hope that um, <laughs> I hope everything was going so well with the X Men too. How how they re, you know reinvigorated the X Men line, and then all of a sudden this has to happen. I mean, there's worse things in life, but <laughs> it's kind of upsetting. Well, yeah, the good thing is X Men series don't die; they multiply. So. 
They're already up to 13. Yes, 13 series a month. 13 issues in a line a month. Um, Comixology has a, is running a sale, and there's something like 74, 73, 74 individual titles on sale from like. Yeah, that's about how many they got coming out every month. Yeah, I have a log box full of stuff. It's just, it's so bad. The books are great, but it's, it's so bad. What, what is surprising is that did you know there's going to be a fifth Purge movie? <laughs> are we living it? Not only that, but it's still slated for a release on July 10th. That's not happening. That ain't happening. That is definitely not happening, but when it does happen, the title of it is going to be The Forever Purge. Oh. <laughs> what? Yes, yes. And the most on-the-nose title ever. Um, and this is from Hollywood Reporter. Uh, it takes the purge out of its usual met- metropolitan setting while still dealing with class and race issues in the pre- in the way the previous films have. So you get one last blast of instantly uh, politically outdated <laughs> ultra violence before moving on. That's going to be the weirdest part of all. Like like anything that that comes out is just going to be dated. Like <laughs> you do yeah. not. We will not. We will never ever loop back around to how things were, and be in that mindset to to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like pre twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, uh, all the good old days. Oh, <laughs> oh, who's good old days? Uh Barack. I miss you, Barack. I miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're listening to our podcast. I'm sure he is. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. You know, it would be weird, though, if he was listening to our podcast and he heard the fact that I was about to bring up the weirdest damn video game I can think of. And that, uh, Ruggiero Donato. Wait, what? And Fantastico Studio have announced. Can you say that name again, please? No. No, you only get one, and if I mispronounced it, my bad. I've been waiting this entire week for you to say that name. And whoops. <laughs> Rogero Deodato. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> they're announcing an upcoming video game based on what? What's hot in the streets right now? What are you thinking deserves an adaptation? That hasn't gotten one before. Listen, uh, of all movies, of all movies to make a game adaptation of. Cannibal. <laughs> Holocaust. The video game. What? <laughs> the fuck? Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's built as the fourth highly awaited chapter. Who the who was waiting for this shit? I guess I have to cut and run. You know, everyone's been dying, dying for <laughs> something else to come out. <laughs> Somebody in Italy. Yes, it's going to be this interactive horror graphic adventure, no graphic, no shit, in, in which the player will take control of different characters to reveal little by little. The background led them to a desperate expedition to the virgin jungles of Borneo. And, of course get to discover the end of the story 
destined to shake from the foundations every certainty acquired during the game. So November 2020, perfect. Um, right around election time. So when we're not, uh, <laughs> when we're not ripping each other apart, we, we get to do it digitally. Yeah, I, I what? <laughs> Listen, this movie was banned in so many countries <laughs> for its I don't even what's the proper terminology for its it's well technically dare we say it's the first found footage film uh, well like, I'm, I mean it wasn't you know portrayed that way but that's what it's it's along that vein but regardless it's, can, it's cannibals it's a cannibal holocaust like that 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 I got nothing. This is what's gonna happen. It's gonna come out. People are gonna be like, hey, you know, it was alright though. <laughs> it was just cannibals, it was alright though. Listen, listen, let me tell you If if it's anything like Left for Dead <laughs> It'll be the greatest game ever. If <laughs> if they mix if they mix in Left for Dead with Manhunt from the original PlayStation, <sighs> then we're talking about not PlayStation, PlayStation Two. I mean, yeah. what, what, like, I guess there's just cannibals running all over the place. I don't know. I mean, you would think they would just—is it going to be called Cannibal Holocaust or just Cannibal? I think it's just Cannibal. Yeah, it's just Cannibal from what it looks like. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It's, 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 we can barely get. The game and folks to to agree on on what should be in a Resident Evil game these days, and now they're gonna try cannibals. I don't even know. This is this is how bad. See now 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 my brain it's going. So bear with me. I'll strap in. It's gonna be fun. Here we go. This is how bad things things are getting. The Resident Evil Three remake comes out. Uh, I I. I now I've come to the conclusion that, that reviews consist of two-line blasts of bullshit on Twitter, uh, followed by the most jacked-up, repetitive stuff the streamers can say. For example, I, I, I watch a lot of video game streams because I can't buy the new stuff. And uh, this one streamer goes, Yeah, so... I shouldn't even be saying this, and that's when the alarm bells go off because I'm expecting to hear something racist or just something completely dumb. And uh, streamer goes, "I shouldn't even be saying this, but I hope the Capcom doesn't support this game. I mean, I think it's great, but I didn't get what I want, so I hope they don't support it." And it's like, "What are you doing?" This is how you don't get things, and then you complain when studios don't support games because you outright said that you don't want them to support it, so you can have things your way. I would just like to state, for people who are listening to this podcast who cannot see you right now, <laughs> um, how lively, and you just pulled a Neil deGrasse Tyson moment with the hands up in the air. I, w- I want everyone to think about that meme, and that's exactly the reaction that that Adam just gave. What are you doing? What is this? Don't tell my secrets. Um, so, 
And I bring up Resident Evil because, once again, I try to make werewolves and werewolves happen. This is about to become a Resident Evil podcast. It is, because so you know much, what? <laughs> so much news going on with Resident Evil. I, they, they keep they keep bringing these news stories, and I have to comment because I'm trying to get the best experience possible. But I can't do that when people keep sabotaging the series with this bullshit. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> So it hit um, yesterday or day before, one of them days, I don't know, time is a flat circle, that uh, Resident Evil 8 has a title. It's going to be known as Resident Evil Village. Uh, I don't fucking know. Uh, well, the, the V and the I and the L and the L stand for 8. It's going to be all fancy when they reveal the official logo, or so this uh, speculation assumes. Because, again, the stuff gets blasted in my timeline, and I go, what? Who shot the sabotages? <laughs> and he does. He literally does this. I've, I've actually seen him read news as he gets it on his phone. And yeah. he, when he says that, he says what like that, he does. He'll be scrolling through his phone, and all of a sudden, like, he's like, what the? What in God's green earth is... It's, it's, it's great. It's precious, actually. It's like yeah. Mark Cuban reading the NBA season is postponed. <laughs> what? How am I going to get into news now? So, somebody talking about her. Uh, Chris Redfield's going to be in it because, you know, why capitalize on Jim Valentine being back? You know, put Chris in his fourth game in a row. Um, Chris Redfield's going <laughs> to be in it. Redesigned, so that means he's, he's old or he's dead. Oh, that's a, that's a twist. Yeah, because cause the, the official, like, weird uh, editorialization of a playtest was like, something shocking happens to Chris Redfield. It's like, yeah, he's, he's either old or dead. It's like, okay. Or he loses a body part. Ooh. So, there's a new enemy, a witch. Uh, hallucinations, because they, they've been trying to push these hallucinations in Resident Evil for a while. Well, the fan side has, because there was this... Uh, there was a uh, playtest for uh, Resident Evil 3.5 that uh, ended up becoming Devil May Cry. And they wanted to use a ghost and all this other stuff. And, you know, stuff that we shouldn't be privy to because it never came out. But we know, so we talk about it. So, um, yeah, it's going to be Resident Evil Eastern Europe with Witch and some beast that they keep calling a werewolf or something. I don't know. Just wait till the shit comes out. <laughs> Uh, just, all right. Okay. Just gotta, you gotta get ahead of stuff. All right. And, and I'm know ready. How, you gotta figure out. You gotta see how you be a bamboozled. So when uh, when the twist does happen, we go. I can't believe we got a witch in the world with Resident Evil. You get to say, but she reported on it like it was true already. See. I see the turn that it took. See, don't fall for it. When they start complaining about witches and werewolves and shit. Say, well, what'd you, what'd you report on it for? We're trying to tell the people not to fall for it. Just wait for the game to come out. Because these creatures could be witch-like or werewolf-ish, but not necessarily those things. Speed where the bullwolf. Those damn werewolves, man. Damn werewolves. Get us, get us every time. They do. They with, do. Their, with their lycanthropy and shit. I know, right? That's a uh, SAT word, guys. Lycanthropy. Yeah, I threw that one out there. Yeah. 
I knew about him once upon a time. I knew this guy who used to play basketball for his high school. You knew a Teen Wolf? I did. Amazing. Was he a Teen Wolf or a Teen Wolf 2? Ah, I want to play trumpet. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that, uh, wasn't that Jason Bateman part It was. That's it was. Right. I saw it in the theater like a dumb kid in the 80s. Jason Bateman of Ozark fame. Gotta stay current. Gotta stay current. Speaking of current. Uh-oh. Did you know that with everything going on in the world today, crowds of uh, no more than 10 being banned and broken apart, that the WWE still managed to have one of them there at WrestleManias I heard this, it. this past weekend? That was the word on the street. Now, it was pre-taped over the course of the past couple weeks. And uh, there's a rumor floating around that um, it was going to be presented in the cinematic fashion. And only a couple matches ended up getting that treatment. Uh, the the Boneyard match in which uh, Prado Rednecks, AJ Styles, <laughs> and The Undertaker. Hey, y'all. <laughs> end up fighting. Did they, did they fly down to Tennessee for a week, too? Uh... uh Somewhere in the backwoods of Southern Florida, on closed lot, <laughs> they were scrapping uh, for the for the right to bury one or the other in a conveniently dug grave. Oh, <laughs> I watched WrestleMania because I was curious. I wanted to see what the cinematic presentation was, and I dug the Boneyard match and and its redneckery. Uh, uh, biker taker he of antiquated rolling 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 fame showed up so that was cool you know this 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 older redneck man <laughs> talking copious amounts of shit against a younger a younger redneck man it won uh, AJ Styles and it was tons of fun you know Lots, lots of, lots of fisticuffs and such. Uh, can you answer a question for me? I can, or I can try to. Did so? You watched all of it, both I, days. Yes, yes, I did. Is it true that John Cena was fighting a puppet? <sighs> what what Carlos speaks of is the Firefly Funhouse match. Uh, that was on night two. In which John Cena, who usually you can't see in in WWE, but sometimes you do, because he has a, he has a very burgeoning Hollywood career. And he showed up on this WrestleMania night to face one Bray Wyatt, who uh, has an entity known as the Fiend. Now the Fiend is a creepy motherfucker. It shows up sometimes under a red light much to the opponents and audiences dismay <laughs> and um beats the shot of folks sometimes you get the shit beat out of him but if the red light's on pretty much invulnerable anyway so they meet in this firefly funhouse match which uh the firefly funhouse takes place as we now know inside bray wyatt's mind so anything that happens there goes so they agree to this match and john cena 
gets transported to the Firefly Funhouse, and he his opponent in this match isn't Bray Wyatt. Oh no, it is himself. And so you get a trip through John Cena's career from his beginnings into which he was consumed by ruthless aggression. You can do nothing but say that and try to smack the shit out of people to uh, being almost a carbon copy of one uh, particular individual who I would not name on this podcast. But it was very popular in the 80s. And he wore red and yellow. And then, uh, yeah, you have to see it for yourself. He forget, but he fought. Yes, he, he fought, fought. I mean, that's the long and short of it, isn't it? Shit out of a bucket a little bit. And then got dumped on his head. And true to his catchphrase, he disappeared. And we could no longer see him. Um, words cannot do the 5 5 Funhouse match justice. You've got to see it because it is the best thing WWE has done besides letting Kofi Kingston be world champion and it is phenomenal like you have to understand where I'm coming from though right like I go on the internet Monday morning yes I don't know why I was on there I just happened to be on the internet so you know I try to stay away from the internet while I'm on quarantine because my mind will go crazy but all of a sudden all I see is memes <laughs> John Cena fighting with the puppet and I'm like what the hell is this is this is this some uh something from one of his movies nope wrong it was from a wrestlemania match oh my goodness this is this is this is not what i expected it was absolutely fantastic mark did you see the firefly funhouse match i i did see it i uh, i watched both nights didn't know that it was taped at first i thought maybe they were actually doing it live um at the performance center on Saturday and Sunday, but I think after the first night, I wound up looking and finding out that it was taped. Yeah, he fights a puppet. Uh, it's all in the context, though. The first thing I oh. thought of actually was this podcast um, when the match starts and John Cena shows up in the Firefly Funhouse. Very, to me, felt very Freddy Kruegerish. Yeah. Um, and really, the whole match kind of had that kind of vibe to it. Probably the most entertaining fiend match I've seen because I don't really like looking at a virtual boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Sin Car is not around anymore to cancel out the red light with his blue light. So That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no expectations for the match. To me, it was just going to be kind of a throwaway, and it turned out to be pretty entertaining. Um, likewise, with the with the Boneyard match, in which I guess, in a way, I compared it to kind of you know when Taker had the match against Cena uh, at WrestleMania. Was that was that last year or the year uh, before? 30, 34, I think. Um, but it was just a squash match. You know, it was like over. I think the entrances were longer than the match itself. Yeah. Um, but with with both of these, they really kind of took advantage of the scenario because it's not like you would have wanted to see either one of those matches with no crowd. 
not me anyway right um and with the taker match it kind of played into you know obviously he's getting older and he can't do everything he used to do but this kind of capitalized on just like that character and letting it do something and honestly made me think does this lead to us now getting a cinematic undertaker versus sting match you know i was thinking the same thing and i think it would be perfect uh coming out of that boneyard match i thought it um i thought that would be a great final match for undertaker as a whole but and and you know like due to the reception of uh of the match itself they're probably thinking well how can we do this one more time and you know uh one one mr steve borden sting was sitting somewhere going wait can i get one more go i mean he'd be a lot safer than yeah. that in his and you know he didn't really get to go out in the best way yeah so. well I, I was thinking they could because i mean uh, uh sting was my favorite childhood wrestler I liked him over over he who not shall not be named. You know he's always uh, my guy, and it, it bugged me. It bugs me for his record in uh, in WWE that he was you know he only had like one actual victory pretty much. So uh, I was thinking like okay if they do like a Taker Sting match like that, what if? Uh, it, it starts as a uh, starts as a singles confrontation, whatever. It then turns into like some sort of tag match, so you kind of get like the best of both worlds, I guess. Just because you know why? Why? Again, you're kind of wasting star power at that point by having him lose the taker. I mean, it doesn't help anything. So you start one way and then turn into a tag match. Maybe have Kane show up as a cameo. Or I mean, you know, you, you could do. You just open like with Taker in general. They opened up so much that Boneyard match that if you know if they wanted to, and they didn't wear out their welcome throughout the year, they could extend things a couple more years, many at once. So. Yeah, I mean, they definitely would have to work a little bit of a live element into it because I don't think you know a crowd at WrestleMania wants to watch an entire undertaker versus sting match on the on the screen yeah um, and then not have them show up in the arena at all yeah um but i mean they could probably you know they have done similar things with tape segments and then having it bleed into the arena and and all that anyway so it could be one of the better things to come out of the situation i mean how did you feel about the event overall with just the the weirdness of it you know having no crowd and being at the performance center and i thought the set was pretty well done considering yeah. uh set was great matches well just in general hats off to everyone that performed on, on the shows because they're under circumstances nobody can fathom and everybody did an amazing job there regardless of of, of match quality or whatever i mean you know it's just just phenomenal stuff from everybody in that regard um i liked it I think a lot with a lot of these empty arena shows, it's showing how good the storytelling mechanisms of wrestling are in general. And if they can find a way to, to I guess, make 
the production of them part of things moving forward just to give the the talent a break you know from from that that rigorous schedule that they're usually on that would work out to their advantage in the wrong run so you know i didn't mind uh, you know I, I like this wrestlemania for what it was able to do you know it was an escape that's that's your only that's the best thing they could do under the circumstances so but uh this one also got me thinking do the whole the cinematic aspect of some things um if you guys could construct some sort of horror movie event like a wrestlemania of sorts how would you do it yeah i totally forgot about this but i had come up with i had come up with a bunch of things when you first asked about it so i'm gonna i'm gonna sit here and think about it for a second you do carlos do you got anything absolutely not (laughs) okay i remember let me try to think of the things that i thought of so i think what i had was like one of the things you could do is kind of throw a nod to new japan start off with like a four on four tag so you got the family from us versus the doppelgangers. <laughs> yep. I think like a handicap match of like uh, everybody from the Friday the Thirteenth universe versus Jason. <laughs> no, you have to have a you have, you have to have a triple threat match between Jason, Freddy, and Michael. There you go. That's def- that's definitely has to happen. That's the triple threat main event for the king for the king of horror. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it'd be the main event. Uh, who would your who would your announcers be? I want Joe Bob, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know who else would be with him. Maybe yeah, the Crypt Keeper from Tales <laughs> in the Crypt. Yeah, he'd be the host. He could just, be the host. You could just <laughs> I could just see uh, uh, Joe Bob Briggs pulling a gorilla, gorilla monsoon. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. What 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 did you have in mind, Griff? Um, I was thinking like, like for for the opener instead of like a battle royal or something, have like a saw trap, I guess, just some random saw trap. But but like put put like say I don't know, so some random, in a, in a ghost face mask in the saw trap, <laughs> just to really just to really mess with people, and they're just and they're still talking through the voice box. Or like, or or you do like a, or you set off a, uh, you set off like some sort of zombie attack, in like a, in like a multi-purpose room, just to see what happens. Just to, like, like what was your crowd? Like, it's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. Like, what's the crowd look like? Is it a bunch of people that get roped into watching the show, or is it full of like you know, wannabe horror movie villains? Because eventually somebody's gonna end up doing this idea. <laughs> so, so, so you have to be prepared. Can't, can't be giving these ideas out then. No, well, it's, it's, it's already documented here. Oh yeah, this is. So, so, so we're safe. So if this happens, we go. Hey, you listen to episode Dirty Thirty, number twenty nine, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's thirty total with the pilot. Oh, but okay. It's officially number twenty nine. It's Dirty Thirty. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, listen dirty to it that one. Hey. Dirty thirty. Dirty. So what's forty? Filthy forty? Filthy, 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 filthy fish. Filthy fish. Filthy fish. Oh jeez, this one. We, we've, we've gone off the rails. So yeah, uh, that would be that would be WrestleMania, uh, horror mania. So now I'm, I'm wondering what that would look like. 
We're like sci-fi steel cage match: Alien versus Predator. Oh, the right way, kind of. Oh, a steel cage match. Well, see, that's that's that's. Bumpy. Is it a is it a hell in a cell or just a regular steel cage match? I mean, I guess it would have to be hell in a cell. Right? Yeah. yeah. All things considered. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought I thought the the uh, cinematic feel of WrestleMania was cool. Hopefully they they uh they end up doing that. And shout out to Matt Hardy for for kickstarting that yet again. <laughs> for, for getting that ball rolling on the mainstream fashion it it makes me want to I've heard about it for years too but I've never watched it um, have you ever seen uh, Lucha Underground uh, yes that first season was amazing um, then just due to due to the, the, the period of time in between seasons they couldn't couldn't quite keep that momentum going but but that was some great great storytelling there let's see what else do we have here that, that, that i can yell up anything interesting going on for you guys i mean there's been some streaming stuff but i've been talking way too much so well today's today's thursday that i found out again i like to state that um i'm losing track of days so that's cool uh, that's something i got going for me um lost i uh, lost some weight hey everyone on the podcast i'm doing some good Instead of gaining weight, I'm losing weight during this quarantine. So that's good. Likewise. Nice yep. job. Good job, Mark. Literally. Good job, Carlos. Thank good, you. Good good job, guys. Barry Harwitz pat on the back. I, I yeah, I don't I can't I don't I don't know what's up with my weight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Griff, you've been in the same weight since I've known you. I know, and if if you think it freaks you out, it freaks me out even more because I've been trying. <laughs> you see me eat, you know I've been trying. I know. I, just listen. I'm going to hold this sandwich for later. <laughs> Actually, let me tell this story, because this is one of the best stories ever. I don't think Mark's ever heard this story. So, we go to Silver Spring, Maryland. Ange, Ange and Jenny were there for some reason. I don't remember what they were there for. So we decided, hey, let's go meet up Ange and Jenny in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. Stay at the hotel, uh, the holiday, whatever. Well, I don't even remember. I think it was the holiday where we, where we snuck in the Yingling beer. Yes, because we do that a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently in some states you can't, you know, bring beer into the hotel rooms. Whatever. Be that as it may. So that night we go to Seven Eleven. We go get some sandwiches. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get okay, I'm gonna get the sandwich now, and then I'm gonna save the sandwich for later. This is, this is Adam, you know, this is his thinking. You know, let me buy two so I can eat one now when we get back, and then one for later. So we get back to the hotel room, you know, eat the sandwich, fine. Having some beers, cool. All of a sudden, Beyonce comes on TV. <laughs> and she's, she's doing her thing, you know, but you know, when Beyonce dances, she does her thing. All of a sudden, Adam just walks up. Goes to the fridge, gets the sandwich. She's like, "Man, that shit made me hungry." <laughs> Great story. Uh, uh, so I know I, I I've definitely seen him. Uh, he he puts he puts down a lot of food for a man of his uh, stature. And he's prepared. <laughs> he always That's why has, he oh, yeah. got that <laughs> second sandwich. He always has food for later. Always. Yeah, you gotta, gotta, gotta get the, uh, gotta get the energy reserve ready. Eat, eat food. 
get it going. I'm glad that 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 story got to see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, did you? Yeah, you know it happens. When, when, you be, when you become an old man, you, you accumulate the stories. So sometimes, sometimes they get told on a podcast. Yeah, sometimes they do. Sometimes they get put out there in the interwebs. Yeah, eating sandwiches. Eating sandwiches. That's right. We almost got we almost got mugged that day too, but you know, it the perils of, of the perils of trying to go get sandwiches. <laughs> the perils of Seven Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? Who knew the Seven Eleven was such a dangerous place to go? Yep. Silver Spring, Maryland. Hot hotbed. The hotbed. It's like the, they call that the uh, the Las Vegas of the East. Silver Spring, Maryland. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, it's this quarantine, guys. You know, I'm looking at the same, you know, three walls every day. I don't, I don't see the fourth wall because it's behind me. In case you were wondering. Okay. Yeah, I, I got, I got nothing. So, before we go, uh, something fun happened the other day, Monday night, in fact. Hyper RPG did a uh, did a live stream of the Evil Dead, and uh, I'm sitting in the chat room watching watch oh. Evil Dead. When a wild uh, Groovy Bruce 58 appeared in the chat room, it, it was in fact Bruce Campbell. Oh chatting with people during Evil Dead so uh, big shout out to Hyper RPG or anyone in fact who's doing like streaming content during this time because it, uh, it, it has been quite quite the thing to to uh, have stay at home orders and, 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 and still get content so just wanted to put that out there in the universe that's 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 good we have to acknowledge all the good that people are doing during this uh, time of need, except for John Cena beating up on a puppet. No, it was justified. I'm that not. Was, that, that was a justified woman. I'm not co-signing that shit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm he, not. He, he was provoked. He he uh, he was he was in an adult state as a human being who uh, mostly cannot be seen in that fashion. But you have to understand my my reaction to the pictures of it, seeing it, because it's just him, the freaking puppet, and an empty arena. Yeah, like that's so odd. I'm not gonna let this go. John Cena's mind is not a safe place. <laughs> no, no, there's heel turns happening in there. Sometimes he thinks he's in the NWO. Oh. Sometimes he thinks he's in the NWA. This is true. That, uh, that also that also happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure did. It's back when they back when I used to watch wrestling. <sighs> Good times. Good times. Good times. So, uh, are we getting put on the spot this week? Uh, yeah, we can. Uh oh. <clears throat> oh, okay. <sighs> Good thing I'm not going first. <laughs> okay. So for the on the spot this week, you mentioned earlier that um, there's you know cannibalism and Holocaust are really hot. So there's a there's a potential video game sequel uh, to the to the film series 
Um, and you had also brought up that idea, I believe, late last year with uh, Eli Roth talking about making some kind of video game tie-in to Clownpocalypse. Cloud. Or cloud. Cumulus. <laughs> Nimbus. Overhead. But basically my thought was... I like I like the idea of people trying to take this approach of using video games to maybe give some kind of existing IP a sequel that it couldn't otherwise have. Um, so each of you, your your challenge is uh, give me a, a a video game sequel to like a, a movie series that's out there that uh, wouldn't otherwise be possible, and like what kind of game is it? And, yeah, something like that. Yeah, of course I go first, right? Great, great. Oh, would have its so basically, what movie would have its sequel in a video game, right? Yeah, yeah. Boy, boy, boy. Uh, that's 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 actually a really good question, there, Mark. Thank you. That's a really good one. I'm trying to think could take a lot of different approaches with it because you could like do something where like the people aren't around anymore they're not young enough anymore or, or maybe you want to age everything out to way later this is tough i want to think of a really good one um while you're singing i can go all okay. right what all you right. got uh well uh let's see carlos go higher low hi Okay. Uh, okay, so went high. I was thinking number one is ten. I was thinking seven. That's high. Okay. So <laughs> what? <laughs> oh God! All right, go ahead. Go ahead. The movie is uh, the Monster Squad, and um, uh, Mark, pick a number one through three. Three. Okay, and it's gonna be like how uh, it's gonna be like a turn-based RPG, like Earthbound. Because I was I was thinking I was thinking between Killer Clowns from Outer Space or the Monster Squad, and it's gonna be a uh, four-player beat 'em up, or uh, like uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, or like Earthbound. So there we go. Huh? He's back on the spot. <laughs> Is that every movie that comes into my head has a sequel? And it's like really. <laughs> well, you can do like spin off. It could be, or... yeah, it could be. It could be in addition to those. The only one that I can think of would be a prequel. Okay. And it would be a Tombstone prequel with a young Doc Holliday in the style of Red Dead Redemption. I'll play it. I like it. I definitely play. It. I would. I would play the hell out of it. Yep. Young, young Doc Holliday. Oh my god. Do you get Val Kilmer to do the voice? Of course, of course, Val Kilmer. I'll sign him right now. I'm the I'm the unofficial president of the unofficial Val Kilmer fan club. Indeed. We we have one member. One member. Yep. That's right. Majority majority votes. Actually, that would really be good. Now that I think about it. Yeah. It took me a while. 
That's all right. It's on the spot. That's hey, that's right. That's right. That was on the spot. Literally, on literally on the spot. Lit, you know how the British say "lich," literally, literally, lich, really, on the spot. Indeed. Job well done. Uh, you know what else is on the spot? In fact, it, this has been another episode of the Damage <laughs> Laws of the Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, you can leave us a voicemail at 443-906-0040. If we read it on the air, you're officially part of the history of It's the Damage Laws the Podcast. Mark, since you're here, thank you for being the podcast producer for the stars and making it sound oh so spectacular. <laughs> you got it. Until next time, have fun. Watch our movies, play some damn video games. Be safe. Be responsible. And hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Hydrate, hydrate. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Bye. have a dream match it would be against the one the only Goldberg <laughs> that's right Goldberg I don't want to hear y'all talking about all this work rate and how guys are on the ring and moonsaults I don't care about any of that you heard <laughs> y'all want a great match nah bump that <laughs> I want to see two big men with big <laughs> with big chests. <laughs> and big muscles. Bumming meat. <laughs> That's why I'm here. That's why I watch wrestling as a kid. You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping me. That's what I want. I'm ripping up. <laughs> well, that's, that's one question Goldberg. down. One, no, you got to answer the team. Team. You want three Goldbergs? <laughs> team. <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> Hop up in the cloning machine. Get in the cloning machine. Give me three Goldbergs. Oh. And we'll have a trios match. Oh, my God. I got As a kid say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a headache myself. Yes, you'll be all right.